What a wonderful privilege we have today to partner with the kingdom of God and the work of God through our giving. You understand that's what you're doing when you give to him? You're partnering with him. You're partnering with the work of his kingdom. And don't you know if you do that, that God's going to honor that. God's going to reward you and honor you for the things that you do. And I just appreciate so much the way that you give and all that you do to help make the work of God move forward. I just thank you so much for it. And I know the Lord is blessing and moving and working in your life. And I trust that you'll just continue to let him do so. It's good to see you in the house of the Lord this morning, as has already been said. I'm glad you braved the weather. It uh, hasn't been too bad out there so far. It's been mostly just rain. I'm glad it's not ice and all that stuff. And it doesn't look like we're going to have that. Uh, my wife is really praying those snowflakes will mix in later on today. She likes to see the snow come. And I don't mind it once in a while. But it's just good to see you in the house of the Lord. Those that are watching by live stream, we welcome you today to our service and trust that the Lord is going to bless you in a very, very special way. I want you to stand, if you will, please, for the reading of God's word. And I want you to turn to the book of Exodus, chapter 31. The book of Exodus, chapter 31. I never cease to be amazed at how God orders things and does things the way he wants them done. Uh, before I knew Brother Jonathan was coming last week, I'd already planned my sermon to preach and it's what I'm gonna be preaching today. And then Jonathan comes along and preaches something almost directly parallel and that almost meshes together at some point. So what you're gonna hear today is phase two of Jonathan's sermon from last week. You're gonna hear the second part, all right? Uh, I thought, well, Lord, I don't know. Some of this is so much like what he preached and the Lord said, preach it. So I just got a feeling that you must need it real bad. <laughs> Since you're gonna hear some of it kind of repeated and, and, and see such a parallel in the messages, and I do believe it's something we need to hear. You know, I think we need to be careful sometimes when it comes to preaching and teaching that we just don't let it fly over our heads and let it go. How many of you know the Lord wants you to hear what I'm gonna say this morning? And not just hear it, but get it in your heart. Get it in your spirit. Determine that you're gonna do what the word says. So I want to challenge you this morning to listen very closely and get into your heart and into your mind and into your spirit what I believe the Lord wants to say to us today. So in Exodus chapter 31, I'm going to begin reading with verse 1, read down through verse 6. Exodus 31, beginning with verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. Now listen to this. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding, in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship, 
to devise cunning works, to work in gold and in silver and in brass and in the cutting of stones to set them and in the carving of timber to work in all manner of workmanship. Now God's called that man, he's so clear, I've called him to do all of these, I've gifted him to do all these things. And behold, I've given to him a Holiab, the son of Ahishamash, of the tribe of Dan, and in the hearts of all that are wise-hearted, I have put wisdom that they may make all that I have commanded thee. And I want to talk to you out of these few verses and out of this incident in the life of the children of Israel, I want to talk to you for a little while on this subject. Really, I want to raise a question. And the question is this, why are you here? Why are you here? And I'm not just talking about being here in this service. I'm talking about why you're here on this planet. Why are you here on this earth? Why are you here? Why are you here? When's the last time you even thought about that? When's the last time you tried to answer that? When's the last time you talked to somebody about that? Why are you here? Father, I pray in the next few minutes that you will direct our thoughts. Father, help us somehow to let the Holy Spirit just capture our attention and draw us in to this most important subject that we're going to talk about for the next few minutes. Father, open our hearts our minds to receive and to understand. Make this a great time together. I pray that you'll anoint your servant. Give us the ability to rightly divide the word of truth. Give us that ability to preach in a way that captures the hearts of men and women, boys and girls. And Father, we'll praise you for all that you do. For we ask it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. You may be seated. I believe that most of you in this building this morning are probably familiar with the words of the poet when he wrote these words. There's only one life, it will soon be passed, and only what's done for Christ will last. I want, you to, I want you to listen to those words again. There's only one life. You have only one life. And it will soon be passed. And only what's done for Christ will last. In the light of the truth of these words, that we have only one life, that it will soon be passed, and that what you do for Christ is the only thing that's going to last in the light of those facts, I want to ask you a sobering question this morning. What are you doing with your life? 
What are you doing with this life, the only life you're going to have in this world? What are you doing with your life? What are you doing with that life that's soon going to be over? What are you doing with your life? You only have one life. And it really needs to count. It really needs to matter. If I've only got one life, I need to make my life count. I need to make my life matter for something. What is your life mattering for? What's it mattering for today? What is your life counting for today? I don't know about you, but I want my life to count for something so that when I come to the end of my journey, I will want my life to have mattered. I don't know about you, but one day when I stand before the Lord, I want my life to have mattered for something. I want it to have counted for something. What are you doing with your life today? Do you understand that you're not just here? Do you understand that? You're not just here this morning. You don't just happen to be here today. Don't you understand that everybody that is placed on this earth, nobody is placed here just to take up space. You're not here just to take up space on this planet. You are here by divine appointment. God breathed the breath of life into you for a reason. Somebody just mentioned to me this morning a special prayer request. A neighbor, a friend, a loved one just lost a baby in a miscarriage. Why didn't you miscarry? Why weren't you one of the thousands that miscarry or that were aborted every year? Don't you understand you're here for a reason? You are here for a a purpose. You are here by divine appointment. Jesus put it this way, even concerning himself. He said, to this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world. And he went on to explain what that was. Can you say that this morning? Could you look at me at the end of this service and say, Brother Marley, to this end was I born and for this cause came I into the world. Do you know that this morning? I want to say it again. You're not here to just take up space. God didn't let you live. He didn't put you in this world to just take up space. You are here for a reason. You're here for a purpose. There is a reason for it. Now, if I'm right, if it's true that there's a reason for your being, don't you think it's important that you find out what that purpose is and that you not only find out what it is, but that you develop it and you use it? First of all, do you know what your purpose is? Are you developing that purpose? Are you using that purpose? Or are you just drifting along in la-la land? What are you doing? You are here. Oh, Oh, please get this. 
You are here for a reason. You and I are here for purpose and we ought to find out what that is and we ought to be developing it and we ought to be using it. I believe that's what has to happen. What I'm just talking about has to happen if we're going to accomplish God's calling on us individually and if we're gonna answer God's calling on us as a church. I believe this not only applies to us as a church, I believe it applies to us as a congregation. I believe God planted the Stoneville Pentecostal Holiness Church for a reason. I believe he's let it survive for a reason. I believe he's brought you to this place and this day for a reason. I believe he's given us these beautiful facilities for a reason. And we ought to be pursuing that. We ought to be searching for that. We ought to be doing something with that. Let me give you this morning a biblical example of what it is I'm trying to say to you, what it is I'm trying to get across, what it is I'm trying to explain. Let me give you a biblical example of this, a biblical story. This text that I've read in your hearing this morning is the story of Moses receiving instructions concerning the tabernacle and its construction. The children of Israel are out in the wilderness wandering for 40 years. And you remember from the Old Testament, God gave them instructions to build him a tabernacle, to build him a church, to build him a place of worship. And what you have in the opening of this chapter from which I've read, Moses is receiving instructions. And God says to Moses, Moses, Let me tell you how I want this thing built and how I want it done. I have called two men, a man by the name of Bezalel and a man by the name of Aholiab. I have called (coughs) those two men. And then he refers to another group who he says are wise-hearted and they're supposed to help these two men. I've called them to be helpers. I've called two of them to be the leaders, to know exactly how to construct it, how to give the orders, how to put it all in place. And then I've given this team to help them get the work done, to help it done, to help get it done. God says, in other words, I want you to to use these men and this team, I want you to use them for the work of the tabernacle because, and here's the five things I want you to understand and apply to yourself. He says, first of all, because I have called them. In verse two, he says, I have called. You know what I believe this morning? I believe every man, woman, boy, and girl in this auditorium has been called for something. Do you understand that? Let me say it again. God didn't put you on this planet to just take up space. He didn't put you on this planet to just warm a pew. God has called us. Do you understand that? You have been called. You've been called by God to do something with your life that he's given to you. That he chose to let you live, to let you be born. 
He didn't do that for you to just, let me say it again, take up space. He's called you to do something. He, he said to Moses, I've called these two men. I've called this other team, the team that's going, I have called them. I believe God's called us. And I believe that it's a personal calling. God says, look here, God says, I have called them by name. I've called Bezalel and Holiab and the others that are gonna, I have called them by name. How many of you know God knows your name today? <laughs> I've been thinking about that all week. God knows my name. How many million people are there on this earth? How many million have already lived? How many millions of people? And to think that out of it all, God knows my name. And do you know he knows your name? Look at your neighbor and say, he knows your name. He knows your name. I don't know what that does to you. I don't know what that says to you. But it just, it just runs all over me. He knows my name. He knows where you live. He knows where you're doing or what you're not doing. He knows your capabilities. He knows all of that. He has called you. He's called you for some purpose. There is something he wants you to do. There's something he wants you to help somebody else accomplish. I, you know, it can all tie together, but he knows your name. He's called you and he's put you in a position to be of benefit to his kingdom and be of benefit to somebody. In other words, you are here for a reason. Now, folks, I want you to get that. I want you to walk out of here with these five truths in your head, in your mind. He has called you. That's the first thing he says about a holy ab. He says, I've called him. I've called you. Do you understand? Uh, again, he's put you here for a reason. He is called. But then notice the second thing. He says, not only have I called him, well, let's, let, let's make that real personal. Not only has he called you, but notice the second thing. He says, not only have I called him, but he says, I have filled him. Look in verse three. I have filled him with knowledge. I filled him. Do you understand that God not only calls you, watch this now, but he equips you to do what he's called you to do. Now, boy, that hits home with a lot of folks warming pews. Do you understand? He's not only called you to do it, but he has equipped you. You are equipped to do it. How many times have I had church people say, oh, I can't do that, I can't do that. I, 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 really, I really can't do anything, preacher. No, you don't want to do anything. Go home, wash your toes off after you get, I get through this morning. God said of a holy ab and these men, he said, I've not only called them, but I have filled them. I've given them the knowledge. I've given them the ability. 
Do you understand this morning? God not only calls us, but he equips us to do what he wants us to do. You are equipped to do what God wants you to do. You can't use the excuse. Well, I can't do that. I don't know if I can do that, preacher. I don't know. You can't. If he calls you and he's called you for something, you can do that something. You can do it. You can do it. He says, I've called him and I have filled him. I've filled him with the knowledge. God looks, look at the list here of what he filled him with. He said, I've filled him with my spirit. I've filled him with wisdom. I've filled him with understanding. I've filled him with knowledge. I've filled him with all manner of workmanship. Now, if you go through that list, you know what God's saying? God's simply saying, if you'll do what I want you to do and answer my call, I'll show you how to do the work. Not only have I equipped you to do it, but if you'll get in there and do it, I'll show you how to do it. I'll show you how to do it. I'll show you how to do it. When God first called me to preach, I was 16 years old. I was more interested in getting in trouble than I was preaching. And even though I was brought up in the preacher's home, I didn't know how to preach. And God called me that Sunday afternoon in a teenage prayer meeting we were having at the church on a Sunday afternoon. The, ton, the teenagers, the young people at Mayadan had gathered for a prayer meeting. And God called me to preach and, and another friend of mine, Brother Jimmy Tilly, he called me and Jimmy to preach in that prayer meeting that afternoon. I didn't know how to preach, but it wasn't long. Till one Sunday, we, we were getting ready to have a youth Sunday at Mayadan, and my daddy said to me, Doyle, son, you say God's called you to preach. It's youth Sunday. You're going to preach youth Sunday. I'm going to do what? I hadn't been to Bible college. I was still in high school getting in trouble. I, I, I didn't, you know. I want you to preach for the youth Sunday. And I had to get up and do it. And you know, I did. And they tell me I did a pretty good job. You know why? Because not only did he call me, but he filled me. <laughs> God says to Moses about these men, he says, I've not only called them, but I have filled them. Can I tell you this morning, you're not just some empty shell walking around on this planet. God has filled you. He has filled you with what you need to do what he wants you to do. What are you doing with that filling today? What are you doing with what he has filled you with? What are you doing with it? Well, preacher, I try to come every Sunday I can, sit down on my pew. No, that's, that's, you, you need to do that. But that ain't, that ain't the sum total of why you've been left on this planet to walk in here and warm a pew once a Sunday. That's not it. He says of these men, I have called them and I have filled them with my spirit. I've called them 
He's called us. He's called you. He's filled you. But notice the third thing. He says, and I have given him something. I've given him. Look in verse six. He says, I've given him the tools that he needs to do the job. And in this case, I've not only given him the tools, I've given him some other people to help him. In other words, what he's saying is, I've given him everything he needs to accomplish the job that I've called him to do. <clears throat> I have equipped him. I have given to him. I've given to him everything he needs to accomplish the job that I've called him to do. Can I tell you that's true today? Can I tell you this morning, he has given to you everything you need in order to do what he wants you to do. Whatever it is he's calling you to do in the work of his kingdom, whatever it is he's calling you to do with your life, he has given you what you need to do it. You can't use the excuse not legitimately, you can't use the excuse, well, preacher, I don't know if I can do that. Oh yeah, he's called you, he's filled you, he's equipped you. Get on with it. He's called you, he's filled you, he's equipped you. That's what the Bible says. You remember where we started this message? He hasn't put anybody on this planet just to take up space. He's called you to do something. He's called you for some reason. He's called you for some purpose. He's called you and he's filled you and he's equipped you. Let's get on with it. I have given him, I have equipped him. God, let me say it again. God has given you what you need to do, what you need in order to do what he's asked you to do. He's given you what you need. You remember the story of the man that called his servants and gave them the talents? Jesus tells the story of a man who called his three servants and gave every one of them. He gave one man five talents. You may not can do five things. He may not have called you to do five things. He gave one man three talents. And then he finally, he gave one man one talent, but he gave every one of his servants, he gave every one of them a talent. He gave every one of them something to use to help build his, his kingdom, to help build what he was trying to do. He gave everybody at least one talent. Some have more, some have five. I don't know, I've met some folks, I wonder if they didn't have 10. I believe they could do anything. But he's given something. He has given. I, I have called you. This is what he says. I've called you. I've filled you. And I have given to you. I've given to you what you need to get the job done. Whatever you're asked to do, whatever you're supposed to be doing, God has given you the talents. God has given you what you need to get it done. Are you doing it? Number four, he says, not only have I called you, not only have I 
filled you, not only have I given to you, but look, look further in verse six. He says, I have put wisdom in them. I've put wisdom in them. I've given them the wisdom to know how to do it, when to do it, where to do it. I've given them the wisdom. I have not only given you the tools, this is what he's saying. I've not only given you the tools, but I've also given you the wisdom to know how to use those tools, to know when to use them, where to use them, how to use them. I've not only given them to you, I've given you the wisdom to know when to use them, where to use them, how to use them. I've given you that wisdom. The wisdom to know how to do that. I've put wisdom in you as to when and where you're to use those tools. Now, if that's true, you know what that means? That means that nobody in here can plead ignorance. Nobody in here can say, I don't know how. You want me to do that, preacher? I don't know how. Is it you don't know how or you don't want to? I goes my toes again. Which one is it? I don't know how or I don't want to. Everybody, listen, listen, listen to, go to the text. Folks, this is right out of the book. I didn't make this up. Jonathan didn't make up what he said to us that paralleled this last week. It's right in his book. He says, I've called, I've filled you, I've given to you, and now I've put wisdom. You can't say when it comes to the calling of God on your life, when it comes to what God has equipped you to do, given you the tools to do it, you absolutely cannot say, I don't know how. You can do it. You, you, you do know. If you listen to him, if you'll stop and think, if you'll follow his leadership, if you'll follow his guidance, you can do it. Look at your neighbor and say, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You can. I'm getting some funny looks, but this is good. Pre I am preaching good this morning. I have called you, he says. I have filled you. I have given to you. I've put wisdom in you. And then the fifth thing, he says, watch this one. He says to Moses, I have commanded I have commanded, look in verse six. He says, Moses, I have commanded you to command them that this is what they're supposed to do. Moses, you get a holy ebb and this crowd, you, you get all that crowd together and you tell them, God has commanded you to help me build this tabernacle. Not only have I called them, not only have I given them all these things, not only have I equipped them, not only have I done all of this, but I am commanding them now that that's what they're to do. I have commanded. You notice he's not talking about an option here. He didn't say to Moses, you get a holy ab and that crowd together and ask them if they want to. He says, you tell them I've called them to do it. 
I've, I've called them. I've gifted them. I've equipped them. I've done all these things. I've given, I've put wisdom in them. I've filled them. And now I'm commanding them, this is what I want you to do. By the way, you understand that one of these days, you're going to be called into account by God for whether you did the things that he equipped you and called you and gave you to do. You're going to have to stand there and give an account to him. You won't have to give an account to the preacher. You won't have to give an account to anybody. You're going to stand before a holy God and he's going to say, He's going to open the books. Will he find a blank page? Or will he see where you did what he gifted you to do, gave you to do, qualified you to do, and commanded you to do? What's he going to find when he opens the books one of these days? When we stand before him and the books are open. One day you're going to be called into account. You're going to be called to give an account of all that God called you to do and all that God gifted you to do and all that God gave you to do. One day you're going to stand and give an account. You're going to give an account. You're going to give an account. Matthew chapter 25, go back to that story about the man that gave the talents to his servants and sent them out. Later on in that same chapter that the Lord tells the story, he brought those servants back in. And he said, okay, what did you do while I was gone? What did you do with the talents I gave you? The one that he gave five, you remember he came and said, well, I, I picked up five more. I've got 10 now. The one he gave three. Remember what he said? He said, well, I've gained three more. And he said to him again, well done. By the way, he said to both of them, well done, good and faithful servant. The last fella came up with his one talent he said, well, master, I knew you was kind of a hard man and you're kind of hard to please and I just went and buried my talent. I haven't done a thing, but, but, but I've got your talent. You remember what God said to him? He said, thou unfaithful servant, be cast into outer darkness. When you stand before him one of these days and he says to you, I called you, I filled you, I gave you, I put wisdom in you, and I've commanded you. And he stands before you and said, or you stand before him, and he says, now what have you done with that? What are you gonna tell him? What are you gonna tell him? What are you going to tell him? Do you understand this morning? You are here for a reason. 
you're here on this planet for a purpose. And God has called you. He's filled you. He's given you. He's put wisdom in you. He's commanded you. Those five things. What are you doing with them? What are you doing with your life? Would you stand with me, please? I believe this morning with all of my heart that we as a congregation are standing on the threshold of something great. I really believe that. I believe we're standing on the threshold of something great. And I believe that because it's what I feel in my heart and spirit as I talk to the Lord. And I believe it because of what what I've heard a number of you say. How many times have I heard some of you recently say, Brother Marley, I believe God's up to something. I believe God's up to something. There's something happening. There's something. I believe that. I believe we as a church have untold potential to reach the goals that he's got for, to to help him do what he's wanting to accomplish. But to do it, each of us have to realize the five things I've said. For you to reach and do what God's called you to do, and for God to accomplish in SPHC what He's called this church to do, all of us have to get in here and realize that we've been called We've been filled. We've been given the tools. We've been given the wisdom. And we've been commanded. Go do it. This is what I want you to do to help SPHC. This is what I want you to do with your life. This is what I want you to do to help your family be all in order. This is what I've given you to do. I've called you. Think about it. God said to Moses concerning Bezalel and Aholiab and the team, he had to help them. He said, you tell them I've called them, I've filled them, I've given them, I've put wisdom, I've commanded. And I feel like this morning, that's what he wants me to say to the Stoneville Pentecostal Holiness Church. I've called you. I have filled you. Every one of you been filled. I've given you the tools. He's given every one of you tools to use to help build this church, to help make this church what it ought to be. I've given you, I've filled you. I've given you the wisdom. And last of all, I've commanded you to get in there and go to work. I've commanded you, don't waste your life. 
I've commanded you. Make it count. Make your life count for something. How many of you this morning will say to me, Brother Marley, I want my life to count. I believe he's called me. I believe what his word says. He's called me. He's filled me. He's gifted me. He's equipped me. He's given me the tools. And I want to answer that call. I don't want to waste my life. I don't want to stand before him one day like that one servant and say, well, yeah, Lord, you, you gave me this one talent, but I, I'm just hidden it. I'm just, I haven't done a thing with it. Do you want to face him like that? I don't. I wonder how many this morning say, Brother Marley, I want him to use me. I want him to fill me. He already has. He's given me something. I want to use it. I want to answer this call. I want to, I want to do what he wants me to do. I want to be a part of the team. I want to help build this tabernacle like he wanted them to build the tabernacle. I want to do my part. I don't want to stand before him one day empty-handed and say I did nothing. I don't want to do it. How many of you feel that way? Would you come and let's stand around the altar before we go home right quickly? Come on, come on. Brother Marley, I want to answer the call. I want to answer the command to do what I'm supposed to do, to be what I'm supposed to be. I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to do it. Now, would you just tell him that? Would you just talk to him for the next three minutes, four minutes, five minutes? Just say, Lord, I hear what the preacher said. I hear what your word is said. Lord, I want to make myself available. I want to do what you want me to do. Lord, what is it you want me to do to help build this tabernacle? <laughs> what is it you want me to do? What is it you want me to be? What is it you want me to accomplish? Lord, I don't want to waste my life and I don't want to stand before you one of these days empty-handed and say, well, Lord, I really didn't do anything. I don't guess. I really didn't do anything. I don't want to stand before him like that one of these days. I don't want to stand before him like that one of these days. Father, I pray over this congregation this morning Lord, you see them as they stand here, they've come forward saying, I want to be what he wants me to be. I want to do what he wants me to do. I want to be part of the team that's building the building. I want to be part of the team that's building the building, that's building the kingdom work. I want to be part of that team. I want to be part of that team. Lord, speak to me this morning. 
Show me clearly what you, show me clearly what I could be doing. Show me clearly where I could be serving. Show me clearly what I could be doing for the work of your kingdom and the cause of your kingdom. Lord, show me today, I pray. Show me today, I pray. what I could be doing and help me walk out of these doors this morning determined I'm going to be what you want me to be I'm going to do what you want me to do I'm going to help build the building (laughs) I'm going to help build the tabernacle I'm going to help do what you want me to do in Jesus name And everybody said, amen and amen. Just stand there for a moment. Thank you for being here this morning. Trust you'll have a great rest of this day and uh, a great week coming up. What do you say we all get busy about the master's business? What do you say we all get busy about building the tabernacle, building the house? Oh, what what a privilege he's given us. What opportunities we have if we'll just get out there and do like he was calling these men to do. Let's get out there and do it. You with me? You with him? Let's get out there and do it. God bless you. Fellowship with one another. Have a great Sunday afternoon.